Well, hello everybody out there in music video land. Um, welcome to the uh, Internet Music Video Database's podcast called Music Video Land. Uh, I am uh, one of your hosts. I work on IMVDB. My name is Doug Klinger, and with us, as usual, is uh, North of the Wall, Mr. Adam Alexander. Adam, how are you? I'm feeling good tonight, ready to talk. Feeling good and ready to talk. Cool. And Adam Alexander wasn't with us last week, because last week we did a Best Music Video of the Year podcast, where Adam Fairholm and I just kind of talked for two hours about ten music videos. It's very riveting. And... um, and I hated them all this year, so um, yeah, I you, just, you just hated the music videos, so, so you didn't talk about them. And uh, and with us, uh, continuing our streak of fantastic guests on the podcast is director of photography Andrew Wheeler. Andrew, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hello, hello. And uh, Andrew, it's true you have a nickname, right? You go by Wheels. That is correct. Sweet. I think we've we've had some guests on the podcast before. Um, who've had nicknames, but I think you might have the coolest. So how does, how does that feel? feels great. That's why I use it. Sweet, sweet. And is that a, uh, is that a nickname that started before your career in uh, filmmaking? It did indeed. It wasn't a, uh, a far drum, uh, jump from uh, Wheeler as a last name to Wheels. Um, I, I think I just adopted it from, uh, from my father, who is also Wheels. So you, you come from a long line of Wheels. Exactly. Which is sweet. That's sweet. He's big wheels. I'm little wheels. That's <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any kind of cool, cool nicknames like that. Uh, but me and my dad do have the same initials, so that's neat. Um, yeah, it works out. It makes it a little easier to remember uh, people's names on set for me when they have nicknames, or people remember you if that's the case. I suppose because you, you know, with new people all the time, I'm terrible with names in general. So totally. So you gra- you gravitate towards nicknames. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> I can remember them more. Anyways. Totally, totally. No, that makes sense. Um, and I guess uh, I, I, I'd like to start with kind of just kind of getting into a little bit of how you, you know, what your background is and how you got into, you know, shooting shooting music videos like you do now. Sure. Um, well, I'd say it's a, a bit of a, a long road, actually. Uh, a little different than most people's, probably. I went to undergrad for film, and I always knew I wanted to kind of work in, you know, the film commercial music video world uh, for a long time. However, I was sidetracked by music um, from, I would say, you know, about, I graduated from undergraduate uh, from University of the Arts in Philadelphia in 2001. And as soon as I, I had been playing in a kind of underground hardcore punk band um, for the last two years, like I guess it started in 1999. So 99, 2000, 2001, I graduated and then the band proceeded to tour all over the world. Um, so that kind of took me away from filmmaking for about five years or so. Um, and I had started working as an electrician on film sets, you know, kind of learning lighting, all that kind of stuff. And then eventually I moved to Los Angeles to attend the American Film Institute where I got a, you know, a master's degree in cinematography from 2008 to 2010. And uh, that's kind of where it all started. And then music videos were just, you know, they were the first kind of jobs that I was getting. And it just kind of went from there, you know, starting in 2010. And, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, we've we've got on the site uh, 32 DP credits and one second unit DP credit for you. I'm sure you've got 
uh, a bunch more that we don't have. Um, but, you know, back in those earlier days, you worked very frequently with um, Jordan Bahat, who is a former guest on this podcast, as well as Alex Tutone. Is it kind of working with those two guys that you kind of started getting into music videos? Yeah, Alex uh, was the one who kind of gave me um, the most opportunity in the beginning. Uh, he's a he's a good friend, and uh, I, we were introduced by so, you know by someone else, and we you know we did a small video together, and then we just kind of kept going at it. And he was mostly who I was working with for I would say almost the first year, and then um, which was really great because I just kind of. You know, he was learning, I was learning, we just, you know, we got to try a lot of different things and just kind of, you know, get the lay of the land and see how, see how it went. And, uh, you know, I met Jordan, I mean, somewhere within that first year, um, and at, at some, he had worked, he had done a few videos already, um, and had, you know, shot with some other folks and we just, we just kind of clicked and, you know, consequently, have worked a bunch together since then. And Jordan's a, a very close friend of, of mine as well. Um, so it's been, they've been, been good kind of collaborative endeavors uh, with people that were kind of in similar places at similar times. Um, sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the earlier videos that you worked on, you, d- you worked on a lot of kind of like hip hop videos and you still kind of uh, find yourself in that area space now, but you, you've definitely kind of transitioned um, into a lot of more pop stuff as well. And was that like a conscious transition that you were trying to make into the pop world? Not, not really. It just, uh, you know, I, I, I mostly look for, for folks that I enjoy being around and, and want to spend time with. And that's, you know, as far as music videos go, I don't, I'm actually not that critical about the ones that I work on. Um, it's really just being with people that I want to be with because they always are such motherfucking ball busters. <laughs> the 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 music videos are yes right, and so the the it's less about the the actual music video and artist that you're working with, and and more about the pe- person you're working with. Yeah, that's I would say at this point that is the uh, kind of overwhelming um, decision to to take on a music video. Um, and for, sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, no, no. It's just you know, there's it's it's it comes down to wanting to work with certain people or people that I that I've gotten along with or people that I'm introduced to that I I think I may enjoy working with. Um, that that is the as far as doing music videos, that's kind of kind of how that goes, I guess, for me at this point, especially. I don't have to really do them anymore. Um, so it's all all uh, it's my choice at this point. I would say more so at the beginning, it was just. I just was, you know, I just wanted to shoot as much as possible, get as much experience as possible, and uh, I kind of would take anything that came my way. And I was lucky to early on find people that I got along with, um, and then that just became a way that I liked to work. Sure. Um, and and recently, you've uh, been working a lot with Eric Wareheim. You you shot two music videos for him this year, and did you also shoot that? Did you shoot that Jeff Goldblum commercial? I did. Yeah, and I shot their tv show bedtime stories as well oh nice the whole series Uh uh-huh oh sweet that's awesome i didn't i didn't know that i am not prepared enough um (laughs) it's all good so uh i'm I'm curious how you how you got started working with with eric wareheim and and how you guys started collaborating 
yeah, it's uh, it all goes back to the uh, punk music roots, believe it or not. Um, I had, I knew, you know, I knew, obviously I knew who Tim and Eric were, and I think maybe around a buddy of mine from from the band that I played in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, or I'm sorry, in Philadelphia, I grew up in Pittsburgh, uh, but I lived in Philadelphia for 11 years before LA. One of my band, bandmates, um, who I'm still, you know, very close with, kind of mentioned that he knew Wareheim and I was like oh you should send him a message and you know mention just kind of you know mention my name and uh he did that and like a week later I followed up and Eric said yeah you know I've, I think I've heard of you uh I sent I said something along the lines of like hey I think we have a bunch of friends in common and I think we were like in a lot of the same rooms in the late 90s watching punk bands in Philadelphia it was something you know I wrote something like that yeah and uh and that was kind of the end of it for, you know, nothing really happened for a couple months until uh, a producer at their company absolutely uh, reached out to me about uh, who, who I had, I had worked, he was from Philadelphia also. The last movie that I worked on when I was, you know, when I worked as an electrician in Philadelphia before I moved to LA, which was like 2008, I think. Um, the guy, he, this guy was an AD on that film and he had become a producer at Absolutely and he just you know he called he said hey I'm I'm, I'm working on this this pilot uh, that Eric Wareheim is going to direct and I wanted to try and get you involved and I uh, I said yeah that's great um, this was pretty this was independent of those emails before um, and he said come on in I want you to meet him and I you know I went in Spoke to Eric for, I would I don't know it was probably it was probably only twenty minutes and I, I we barely talked about the show that we were supposed to do we just talked about Philadelphia and, and Philly bands and stuff nice and uh, you know I left there just kind of feeling like it was you know I enjoyed the conversation and but I hadn't we didn't really talk about what we were there to talk about um, and you know before I even got home the producer had called and said hey you're you know you're in where I wants to do it. So that's that was the that was the beginning right there, which was I guess maybe September or so of 2013. Was it the bedtime stories pilot? No, we shot a, another pilot for. I did not shoot the bedtime stories pilot. I shot the entire series, but I did not shoot the pilot. Okay. Uh, the uh, we shot a, a show that never saw the light of day called um, Candy Ranch that starred. Uh, Andy Milanakis, Riff Raff, Kimbo Slice, and somebody. Oh, Simon Simon Rex. Simon okay, Rex. that makes sense. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I'm I'm very disappointed that that never saw the light of day, but uh, uh, that's that's a bummer. Um, so uh, it, you know, it's interesting that you kind of have worked with Eric both in television and uh, in music videos because I've always kind of wondered you know somebody with such an extensive television background when it comes to him uh, as a music video director is is it kind of like working with any any other music video director or does he kind of bring some of that tv stuff with him um no I think he's well maybe it's hard to kind of distinguish between the two um he certainly brings a, uh, 
you know, a, a wealth of ideas and kind of, uh, you know, it, there are things that are very distinctively kind of <laughs> Eric Wareheim esque um, that he brings to every to every project. I think he gets to do he can do he gets to do whatever he wants in music videos. He, it seems mm-hmm. like he doesn't doesn't really care all that much about um, uh, doing you know doing songs for popular artists or you know anything he just kind of does what he, you know he has an idea and he wants to and he wants to do it and he I, I feel like in a lot of ways he just doesn't it's like his baby I think music videos are his are his babies you know yeah and so you you don't get a sense that these are like side projects or anything like that for him no it's something that he I think he really really enjoys doing creatively you know yeah and and when when you get um you know when when a music video like the ham music video that you just shot um for him by uh Mr. Wazo is that how you pronounce it I think so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Alexander Adam Alexander knows um <laughs> uh so um is is it like do you do you get like a full story a full backstory or are more of it is just kind of like images that you're looking to to create. How much like how much of the story is there at the onset? Uh, he the story is very. Um, he doesn't do treatments the way I think most people do treatments. Whether that's just how he likes to do them, or he doesn't. I feel like music video treatments have become very kind of cliche and like. They all look exactly the same. I feel like there's the same bank of like five thousand images that gets used for every treatment. Um, he doesn't really do it that way. He just it come like I get I get a like one page written out kind of story slash summary of the video from beginning to end. And there's the ones that I've done with him have had some kind of some kind of narrative element to it. So it's just kind of written out like a you know like a one page story and there'll be little there's often little kind of uh descriptions in there that are specific about uh like relating specifically to how he wants to do something within there um but uh generally the the i would say the description for what the video is supposed to be is 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 fairly general and he leaves you know, he leaves a lot up to me to kind of figure out. But it, like for the Oizo video or Weezo video or Wazo video, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, it was the, the one-page treatment, and it said stuff like, uh, um, and there were images in it too, mostly like fat people in scooters. That was <laughs> all the, the images, right? Um, but you know, then there'll be like he'll just leave a couple notes, or like, and he'll say things like high production value, steady cam stuff like that but it's not specific beyond i want this like the tobacco video and the oizo video were completely different like he wanted to be really dark kind of dirty and nasty in the in the um in tobacco video in the in the wazo video was a bit more polished i suppose and and those were very clear things from him they weren't necessarily specific he leaves a lot of that to me, which is is really nice, and we've got a pretty good working rapport at, at this point. That you know he, he completely trusts what I bring to the table, and you know I have a lot of trust in him. So I, I know I know it's always going to be. I, I kind of like being told what to do most of the time. I like having parameters uh, in working on projects, and I just you know I like to be wrangled into those parameters, and then 
you know, having having someone that has a clear idea of what they want is the is usually the kind of person that I want to work with. So, and and in the tobacco uh, in the streaker by tobacco video, um, there's that opening sequence that's that looks like VHS. Is that actually VHS? Yeah. They, well, no, we shot that on um, on. I think we shot that video on it on a red epic and but he had always planned on they do his company absolutely you know they're known for that kind of vhs mm-hmm. aesthetic they've certainly done a lot of stuff like that um they've got their own little formula for how they run it through vhs players with i don't know if they use mac i don't really know what they do but they have a way that they arrive at that over there yeah right right i'm sure that's that's interesting um yeah i think i've heard them talk about some of that stuff on like the director commentaries on like the awesome show dvds they talk about like running it through actual vhs players or something it's it's interesting that they that that carries over into the music videos yeah Um, yeah and one more completely unrelated eric wareheim question we're on we normally record this podcast on a wednesday but Mm. this week or excuse me on thursday but this week we're recording on wednesday because both you and i have awesome christmas parties to go to yeah you and you have one at the pretty bird office with eric wareheim's gonna be there right mike 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 so i mean absolutely he's having their party tomorrow first so i'm splitting time between his his company and where he's repped as a commercial director okay i don't i didn't mean to suggest i didn't mean to rsvp for eric at the the pretty bird party (laughs) the real question i'm trying to get at though is what's the what's the dress code and when are you gonna wear Oh man, I'm like, I, I, I'm like the most like blue collar looking dude ever. So, so something along those lines. Okay, good. That's important. Yeah. Okay. So, so, yeah, jeans and a, and a sweatshirt or something. Cool. So good. That, there's not like a major. So the party I have to go to, there's like a dress code, and it's and it's cocktail attire, and I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. And I've been spending like an hour. <laughs> trying to google stuff and like none of the things that the internet is telling me to wear i own so i'm, I'm a little <laughs> concerned about that uh that sucks <laughs> <laughs> but let's uh we're digressing a little bit i, I want to also talk about um another music video that came out uh in uh, a couple of about a week ago um masterpiece by jesse J that yeah. you also shot um and the one thing that kind of struck me about this video is it's got um like it's it's definitely a big pop video and it's got the feeling of that, but it's also got these moments that feel like super interesting. And I'm wondering, or excuse me, not not interesting. Uh, it's got these moments that feel super intimate. Um, and I'm curious in like as a DP, is there something that you can do to kind of prepare for that and to kind of like sell those intimate moments while still making the video feel like a big pop video? Um, I think that. So Tabitha Denham directed that video. That was the first time I worked with her, um, and I was recommended to her by the the young astronauts who are some other directors that I have been working with as well. Um, and that was that was really her plan. I mean, she set up the moments to be that way. I was just kind of there to to capture them. Like the all, I think the the like the more intimate stuff is the hotel kind of opening with her in the beginning. Uh, that it cuts back to a bunch, and that was that was actually at Jesse J's hotel that she was staying in, and it was just me, Tabitha, uh, the the producer, uh, and like a focus puller. Um, so it was very, it was very intimate. So I think it was just the 
the scenario was set up and that video was shot on on film uh which is not that usual at this point um and and the director tabitha fought very hard to to have that be the case and i do think that that is also one of the things that is potentially you know the reaction to it feeling that way um is is just that as crazy as that sounds um, so even so, like even the moments that like uh it was like you guys shot that whole thing on film even like even those moments where it was just a couple of you guys in the hotel room yeah it was all shot on super 16 nice, nice. anamorphic uh super 16 mil lenses sweet and um, uh, i don't know there's something to that that format that is uh, maybe a little more human or perhaps or i don't know I don't know, you've heard all the arguments for one or the other, but I like to think that there's a reason that that, that video feels that way, and that's potentially part of it. Yeah, so you think, you think the fact that it was shot on film attributes to the, to the natural feeling of it? Yeah, and it just makes, I think people just look more like people, <laughs> real people. It's, you know, it just feels like, a, you know, skin feels like skin, not like a white or, you know, kind of there's just there's detail there's depth to the detail that i don't i don't always feel exists in uh on digital formats sure. and, uh, uh it's kind of waxing poetic a little bit but you know I, that's the reason that's one of the big reasons that i took that job oh you, oh so it was pitched to you that it was going to be on film yeah mm-hmm. nice nice and and you mentioned the young astronauts you've um how do you say dev's last name Todorovich. Okay, Nev Todorovich, who is a part of the Young Astronauts, you've, you've worked with very frequently, mm-hmm. um, th- three times on Ariana Grande music yeah. videos. Um, would you say it, it, you, you and Ariana Grande are friends? No. no. Not. Do you think you've worked with her frequently? Uh, does she? Do you think she knows that? No. <laughs> okay, that's 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 fun. Uh, that's... I've worked with Iggy Azalea five times as well. Yeah, right. You've worked with Iggy a lot too, and and or Iggy, you uh, you worked with with Alex, right? And so right. And that was uh, much earlier on. How about how about Iggy? Are you an Iggy pals? No, that's. A... I mean, it. I, it's funny on the Ariana video with Iggy. Uh, I, I went into her dressing room, which isn't. <laughs> It's probably not like really a normal move. I mean, I didn't wasn't like expecting to walk in on them, change or anything. I knew they were in there, and uh, I hadn't, yeah, you know, I hadn't done an Iggy video for like probably two years at that point. And uh, I was like, "Hey," I said something along the lines of, "You remember me, or you can't escape me, or something like that," you know. And uh, she was like, "I'm gonna be honest, no, I don't." And uh, I, I had a picture on my phone of like me and her on my world. You know? <laughs> And it was like, she's like, ah, shit. And then the stylist came in who, who's been with her the whole time and was like, she was just like, oh, hey, wheels, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so. That's, that's, uh, that's hilarious that I, uh, wrote this dumb, dumb question about you and Iggy Azalea being friends and you actually had a hilarious moment for that. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but I like that, that poor little kid in high school. I was in your biology class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have proof. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's hilarious though. I mostly uh, pay, uh, the artist no mind at all. No, I'm sure. I, right. Of course. And you know, and I've asked this dumb question to other, other DPs and I get the same answer and I just decided to keep being dumb. Um, okay. <laughs> um, uh, I'm curious though about the treatment of 
Big Sean in the problem video because I always like, um, like read it as like a refreshingly like uh, sexualized moment for a male. Like you don't see rappers in in a way that I felt was like kind of um, like sexualizing Big Sean. Was that what you guys were after with that? No, I think uh, or not. I mean, not that I was aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, perhaps the astronauts had something else in mind, but I think, I mean, I feel like he walked on the set and people didn't know if he was ever going to be there anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was scheduled to even be there. It wasn't ever like, a, this is Big Sean's turn to go. I think he just came. He's like one of the nicest dudes, by the way. Uh, and they just like kind of put him in front of the camera and they're like, we're just going to show his lips. And that's kind of that. As far as I know, that was how the decision went. I don't know how that that came to or why that was decided, but that's just how it ended up being on that on the day. We only had. I mean, we we're so far behind on that video. It was all shot in one day. Oh wow! Really? And, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. Is it, it like like a, like an eighteen hour day or something? I'm assuming. Like- I don't think it was that bad. I, unfortunately, I have not had that happen to me very very often more most of the time the days are i'm pretty conscious about that and like to take pride in the fact that that hasn't happened to me very often so um so no it wasn't that bad maybe it was a 14 hour day possibly you know a lot of music videos are billed as 14 hour work days now which is just kind of crazy right yeah that seems that seems pretty standard uh it seemed like a a moment of a, a moment of pride though that you that the you haven't had sets run long is that something that's typically tied to the dp if if shoots run long i i mean certainly there are things that happen that are completely out of your control mm-hmm. like you know the most common artists not showing up on time you know everyone hears about that kind of stuff right um but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just like I'm an extremely practically or practical kind of person and practically minded, and no, I, I feel like I have also because I came out of the lighting world too. I know the, a lot of technical things are what can get people caught up sometimes. Um, I, I just I don't know. I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on what's reasonable and what's not, and can make suggestions, you know. Otherwise, because it, it seems like an unrealistic. Unre- Kind of endeavor, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I've just stayed away from things that are going to be that way. Uh, So like we mentioned uh, at the beginning of the episode, last week we did a best of the year wrap up. Uh, so we've got two weeks of music videos that we're kind of pulling from for this episode. And, uh, we've got some good ones. We've got some super popular ones and, uh, you know, we kind of run the gambit. So let's, let's, let's dig into some of these. And I think I want to start first with, um, this, uh, Latin or boys Latin by Panda Bear, um, directed by Isaiah Sa- uh, Saxon and Sean Hel- Helfrich. Mm, I'm bad at names. It's close. There's there are two of the three guys from Encyclopedia Pictoria. Um, 
And uh, this is an animated um, music video that's pretty extraordinary. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? I'm a huge fan of uh, of this video, for sure. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Adam, why don't you take us through uh, just really quick some of the action and some of what happens in this video? Yeah, sure. So we follow um, a male character through sort of a forest setting. Um, and he, it seems like the main object of interest is sort of like this circular object that he finds in a pond. Um, it's actually kind of hard to describe, but there's a hole in the object and, uh, it seems to sort of try to suck things into it. So it's, it's very strange. So, and then after he, uh, after he has contact with the object, he sort of starts to erupt in these uh, multicolored hmm, um, blobs kind of, of of something. Yeah, he like develops these like uh, he just like these giant colorful body reactions to the um, to the pod that he encounters. Yeah, and it kind of seems to affect his motor skills a little bit. He has difficulty walking, and mm-hmm. uh, but then he kind of gains control, and it seems like he maybe embraces it a little bit. Right, and then I guess we we don't uh, 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 for anyone who hasn't watched it, we won't give away the kind of remainder of the video. But um, it it ends up being you know the the story I feel like ends up being as beautiful as the kind of visuals. Which it you know is the immediate draw um, to this video, and what what I thought was was really interesting as well was um, the similarities between this that video and the Upsetter video um, that is also uh, Encyclopedia Pictoria video um, for uh, Metronomy. Adam, you remember that video? Oh yeah, that's true. I hadn't made that connection, but you're right. Yeah, so in in the Upsetter video, if, if you remember, um it's a like a, a bearded female character in the woods who kind of sculpts this uh kind of nature human, like nature man, you know, sculpts like using twigs and bushes and branches and stuff and makes a man who then comes to life and and in order for uh her to you know, be with this thing she kind of covers herself in in nature as well and then they both are are these nature people and and yeah so the the way by the way the beautiful is or the the video is significantly more beautiful than i just described but uh (laughs) so yeah very similar kind of visual similarities the upsetter video is live action um but yeah i thought that the those themes were definitely there and and i'm pretty sure Encyclopedia Pictoria has not done a music video in several years, and now suddenly we've got two within you know a couple of weeks from each other. Um, and they've probably been working on them for the last several years. <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> I mean they're they're really kind of amazing, and and I feel like uh, uh, there may be a couple more, one one or two more coming maybe. Um, but yeah, they're just remarkable videos. So yeah, you're you're probably right. They 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 uh they probably were um. Yeah, we're, have been worked on for a really long time. Um, Andrew, do you enjoy the Panda Bear video? Uh, yes. Anytime I see the animation, though, I can't help but think back to like my freshman year of undergrad when I had to take an animation course and just I can't draw at all. So <laughs> I, I, it all feels very, 
very painful to me trying to even conceiving of an idea that you are going to animate. I, it's, it's beyond me and my uh, tolerance for putting any kind of attention to anything. It must have really made an impact on you if you're talking about something from early in college and you have a, a master's. Uh, that you're that it's still it's still affecting you to where anytime you watch animation that's that's pretty heavy uh um i, I respect anything animated because i know how hard it is sure totally yeah just that little bit of just that little taste um but yeah i i, I just uh i thought this was a, a fantastic video we, t- we talked about the upsetter a lot on this podcast a few weeks ago and so i thought it was really interesting how those two videos tied together um despite the fact that the upsetter uh, is not directed by the same guys. Encyclopedia Pictoria is three, uh, three gentlemen, uh, and and uh, the Upsetter was directed by Darren Rabinovich. Oh man, why did I even try? Um, <laughs> uh, and, and we have a commentary from da- uh, Darren, and he says his name, and uh, and I should be able to say it, but I'm not. Um, so on that note, I think we should move on to to the next music video. Um, I think let's let's talk about um, Saint Vincent Birth in Reverse. Uh, Adam, t- Adam, take us through it. Okay, sure. So this one was directed by Willow Paro, and um, it's uh, actually an, an excellent music video. Uh, the first half of the video. Um, was a little bit more what I'd expect to see from a St. Vincent video. Um, lots of sort of straight-on shots of her uh, looking bewildered or, or surprised and uh, kind of has her trademark gray hair. And they, they do some things with uh, changing the color of the, of, the, uh, of the video and some effects like that. But the part that I really, really liked is uh, just past the halfway mark, um, St. Vincent or, or Annie Clark, she has her hair straightened, which is unusual to see and uh, and actually looks really cool. And she's kind of just shredding guitar over like a, a galaxy backdrop. And they do some cool stuff with fog and the lighting. And uh, the the end of the video just really drove it home for me. And uh, that's it's basically very a simple a performance video, but uh, but that last half is so cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Because it does start in a place that like felt like very like oh, this is kind of what you you were expecting to see, but then like her um, in in yeah rocking out on the guitar like that's an image of Saint Vincent that I feel like I'm not used to seeing, and uh, and I really dug it. Also, she's an amazing guitarist, and and I think that's something that. Uh... That, that they should focus on more. Um, like she can really shred. She's been in like featured in guitar magazines and stuff. So to kind of spotlight that guitar playing, they show like some close-ups of uh, of the uh, the actual guitar work and the finger work and stuff. And and I just thought that was probably essential for uh, for at this point uh, featuring that a little bit more in her stuff. You seem pretty excited about it. You use the word oh, yeah. sh- you use the word shred now twice, which I think. Those are in the history of this podcast has has now been used three times. So you've you've tripled our intake of the word shred uh, in just your description of Saint Vincent. So that's very exciting. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the style of this video, and it, and it, it definitely like takes a takes a turn. Um, they and- do a, they do a good job of highlighting excellent musicianship without highlighting excellent musicianship. 
That's that's it. So, what do you mean, like, with not being forceful with it? Like when when an artist is is very competent musically, and are you know, it's people are very aware of the fact that they're very good at playing their instruments. It can be difficult to not be content as like a director or DP or whatever with just showing them do those things. It's a lot cooler if you can integrate that into the video where you are showing that but you're not you know it, it's not um it's like integrating the video so you're not showing it for showing its sake because you can just get very uh you know it's, you can be entranced by people's you know guitar playing skills or whatever it is that they do um but if you can if you can make that be uh not the reason that you're showing it then it's a lot better yeah, definitely. Like it didn't feel at all like a thing where they were like, "Oh, well, we got to make sure to show St. Vincent shredding because she's right. known for her shreds." Like they didn't they didn't like that that it, it seemed like there was more to the decision than just like her trademark her trademark guitar playing. Um yeah, it's a really interesting point. Um cool. Well, that was that was a fun video to talk about. It's pretty simple. So, I think we cov- I think we covered the the meat and potatoes of it. Uh, I, I want to talk about an, an interest, a video from a, an artist who this year I've been very interested in, and this artist is Young Jake, um, and the song, the music video is called "She Don't Need to Know," um, which is like just kind of like a thing that I try to live by, though that <laughs> term. You know, she don't need to know. It doesn't matter who she is. I just, I just, I just feel like I don't need to tell things to to her. Um, <laughs> so dumb that I said that. But uh, what I really, so um, this video is, uh, it's a, a tongue in cheek jab at product placements in music videos to like a very big level. Like if you just kind of like click through this music video there's not a single shot that doesn't have like a label in it of some kind and i'm pretty sure none of these people actually paid for this video that is um makes me like this video so much more yeah so i yeah none of those none of those and it's not even an actually of it's not even actually a vivo video and in the screenshot there's the big vivo logo there uh, it's it's definitely young jake is definitely like making a making a statement here with this video and it's a statement that i'm definitely on board with um, so. <laughs> um young jake is a is an a rapper and he's also a director he directed um a music vid- his his own music video for the song look uh, which is really fantastic. It's another video that if you're not like, if if you're not looking beneath the layer, it looks like a shitty iPhone video. But like, it it really is like a pretty interesting and complex. Like, has some complex effects in there. That's definitely one that we will suggest people check out as well. And Young Jake also directed, uh, co-directed the No Flex Zone music video. I'm sure everyone knows that jam. Uh, no flex zone, fifty-one million views this year. By Ray Sermon, who uh, are child are children rappers, um, but but Young Jake is great, and this video I really like this video and like the <laughs> kind of the statement being made because I really understand like um, that you know music videos need to get paid for somehow, and and a lot of artists 
um, you know, have to put product placements in their music videos, and it's really not unusual or or something that should be unexpected. But it is something that we all notice, and for someone to kind of be calling it out like that in this way uh, is really, you know, like it, it works. It works for me for sure, because um, I feel like it's an easy target. But, like, the way that they played in this video where it's not, like, done jokily, where they really do kind of, like, compose the shots well. Um, Andrew, have you ever had to shoot a product placement for a music video? Yeah, I feel like every other video <laughs> is a Beach by Dre video. Or, you know, there's Beach by Dre shit in it, you know? Right. And so is that, like, it, it's not it's not a thing where they just, like, someone sneaks the stuff in there, right? It's definitely, no, like, no, a no. very calculated thing. And is there, like... Uh, as far as you know, like, is it, is the way it's composed, does that come from the director or does that feel like it's coming from elsewhere? Uh, I think every director has tried to figure out a way to, to do that in some way that someone else hasn't done it. <laughs> yeah. It's impossible. There are, from, from what I know, um, there are, there's like a, certain amount of time that it has to be on screen and it has to be seen a certain way for them to get their money for the video and there's really just not any way to no no way to avoid it yeah i I, i've heard uh the term get in the eight seconds or something eight seconds is is a time span that i've I've heard a few times um and uh yeah I, i feel like headphones are something that you can maybe sneak into a shot but like the beats pill there there is no tasteful way and and that uh, new pill is so fucking big. The big one, it's so big, <laughs> and I've seen I've seen it used in some really remarkable ways. Um, yeah. Uh, so this podcast, like we mentioned, is being recorded um, on Wednesday, December twenty, uh, December seventeenth, um, and it's coming out on Friday, December nineteenth. And by the time it has been released, the podcast is released. We should have a blog post um, from director Tom Glunt. Um, where he he counts down his ten best product placements in music videos of the year, and I think uh, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, this Young Jake video fa- finds its way on the list, even though it, it kind of should be disqualified because none of these are actual product placements. But uh, you know, who cares? I think it counts because they're in there. I wonder if any of these companies are going to uh, <laughs> like get mad about their st- like. Distance and stuff. So I guess it's not. Uh, it's he's not on Gatorade's radar. But uh, um, Young Jake, Adam, Adam, how'd you feel about this video? I, I liked it. Yeah, you uh, definitely were... a cool poke at uh, something that we see all the time. Totally, and I like your. I like the word poke. Um, let's talk about Hell Yeah by uh, Rag and Bone Man, featuring Vince Staples, which is directed by Truman and Cooper. Uh, who is a director duo, and, and I don't believe that either of them are named uh, Truman or Cooper. I think they have different names, and we should talk to them and find out where that Truman and Cooper name comes from. It's pe- peculiar. Um, Adam, let it rip. What's going on in this video? Um, yeah, so the, first of all, this is like um, definitely a cinematic video. Um a little bit of interpretation here, but uh, it's. I think it's a, a brother and a sister mm, who... I, I thought they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, there's definitely a huge age difference. They could be. 
Interesting. Maybe that is the case. That makes but that in actually, any case, but that makes they, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. So they they go and and they pick up who I assumed was their father, and and they've kind of got a plan to I guess kill him at some point. Um, they pick him up so from prison, right? So and 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 technically set this up. So this is a it. Sure. It's not like actually happening, right? It's like in in his like big open space, and everything is like these individual like set pieces right that that are kind of in in nowhere right you're right okay right. continue and uh, i mean without giving away too much um the video kind of develops from there and we see them interacting with the father who's clearly probably not the coolest person ever yeah. right they're they're taking him from jail and uh and yeah so I, I, like i said i, I don't want to give too much away it definitely has uh, a bit of a uh, of a, a surprise or, or things a come to a head um, they come to a head that's a good yeah, way to definitely put it. i I, th- I thought it was really fantastic this 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 video read to me like a like a play in a music video almost because of the way the sets were constructed and kind of placed in in these open spaces um but i thought it it was re- like so dramatic really powerful yeah like, just, like, well I, yeah like for it's, sure it seems so real mm-hmm. even though it's like so in your like that it seems so real even though they go through steps to like show you that it's not like this isn't real this is just this is just bars in a in a parking lot this man could walk around the other side he's not really in jail but like even even with that you like watch this and you're like oh shit this they're gonna kill their dad. Like, it's it just really like fantastic the way they're able to maintain the drama and the and the reality of this video despite like explicitly showing you that it's not real. And I was really impressed by that. Uh, Andrew, what did you think of this one? Uh, my favorite part is the um, there's like a, almost like a dream segment in the middle or mm-hmm. something. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, to me, that was the the most powerful images. There's one of the smoke kind of rushing towards camera right before the dad wakes up. That and I just kind of had a visceral reaction to that shot, which is rare for a music video for me, anyways. Yeah. Why do you watch a lot of music videos? No. No. Is do you, are you uh, is there a reason for that? How do you keep up? <laughs> yeah, we can't <laughs> even do it. And, then, and we basically do. We try. Spend all our time watching music videos, <laughs> and still so many slip through the cracks. Um, but yeah, this is this is this is definitely a super powerful video. This song um, really works with it too. Vin, uh, Vince Staples is uh, has he's lent his voice to a lot of really great music videos in his short career. Uh, so big ups to Vince Staples. Let's all give him a hand. Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's let's talk about an, an extremely popular music video, um, and this is only by Nicki Minaj featuring Drake, Lil Wayne, and Chris Brown, directed by Hannah Lux Davis. This music video was released um, about a week ago, a little less, and has um, well over uh, a, a roughly 16 million views uh, in that short span of time. It's a, a just like kind of a crazy. Crazy popular video. Um, Adam Alexander, what did you think of this video? Uh, yeah, uh, was a va- it was a video. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> as as could be expected from uh, Hannah Lux Davis video, uh, some really cool stylistic choices in the wardrobe and stuff. They kind of wear like some uh, well, Nikki wears some some sexy lingerie, and and then some of the backup dancers and stuff. So it's it's a sexy video. No sexy lingerie on Drake or Lil Wayne. No, thankfully. He is sitting in a chair again, though. We've seen, Who, we've seen that. Yeah, he sits in a chair for a they, little bit. And, they're, and they, this song is very weird to me. They, it's like this song that is, like, that is just like talking about... I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're just like talking about them, themselves, which I guess sounds like every rap song. But it's like just such like boring things about it. It's like, oh, <laughs> this is what this is what we this is what I'm doing. I'm I'm doing a terrible job of describing why I think this song is weird. But it's just it is just very weird that they're just like all this all they're doing is talking about each other and that they didn't have haven't had sex with each other. Um The song makes me feel weird. How does the song make you guys feel? Uh I don't I call these kind of songs non songs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, I, they involved, like, they're making lots of money, so who cares? They, but. they, and they definitely are. And and the the video definitely. Um, so there's a there's a bit of a backstory about this song. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. But this is the song that had that Nazi uh, lyric video, right? Uh. Yeah. Yes, I, I think you're right. I've I am right. Uh, yeah. So there's a lyric video for this song <laughs> that was released in November. Um, that is just full of Nazi imagery, and 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 there was obviously backlash for it. Not like it's not everyone loved it. It's not direct. It's not like pictures of Hitler, but it's like clearly like the images in that lyric video were clearly in- inspired by Nazi imagery, which is a horrible place to to draw inspiration from for your lyric video. Um, so rightfully so, there was some pushback. I, I do think that this video um, will help quite, you know, like get beyond the lyric video. Like lyric videos typically are meant to just be like little preview you know, putting the song on YouTube early before the actual official music video is done. And and I do think that that they like this video is big enough. Um and and they and I think that they were they're able to stomp some of that out. But I I do think that that's uh it's interesting to see how like what this music video is. Like I was interested to see what what, what direction they would go with this music video because of all that. And um you know, it's it's definitely like you know. There's a st- uh, what'd you call them, Andrew? N- n- not songs. No, non non songs. Non song. So I think like there is a there's a very specific type of video um, that has to get made for a non song. Um, yeah, there, there are like certain elements that need to be in there. Product placements usually one of them, but like <laughs> there's definitely like a certain style. Um, that this type of video has to have and and the difference between a good version of that video and a bad version is like some videos only do those things that they that need to be done and then other other videos kind of are able to elevate that format to 
additional levels. And I think that uh, Hannah Lux Davis is, is able to elevate uh, this video to, to levels that, like, um, a, a different director probably wouldn't have taken it. And uh, and so for that, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I, thought, I, I you, Adam, you mentioned the style in terms of the wardrobe, but I also thought the style of the filmmaking had some interesting elements to it. And, um, you know, there was just some, some interesting kind of stylistic choices that they made, and uh, and I was into them. Uh, it is weird that, that Drake's wearing knee pads. I can't really explain that. But, uh, you know, it's for another day, I think. Um, uh, we've got one more video on our list. I think we did a good job of, of covering them all. We saved this one for last. This is uh, Tell Me by... Uh, Giraffage? Huh? Adam, what do you think? Uh, I always thought giraffage, but giraffage. hey, I, this one, this one's debatable. You might be right. Gir- giraffage. So that's more of like. A, How did you say it? Giraffage. <laughs> I like. I like both. Giraffage uh, or giraffage. I guess yeah. That it sounds like a regional difference that we have. It might on. help knowing where they're from if we wanted to look that up, but I don't want to. Yeah, that it sounds like that's what I just said in the word with the word regional. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's talk about this fun music video. Uh, it's got dogs, and it's got people, and it's got people with dog heads, and then, and then it's got a, a lot of other weird images in the mix as well. Uh, <laughs> did I do a good job describing this video? <laughs> you did. You did a, a very literal job of describing. Well, literal, it. but I also said it was fun. Sure. So, let's say super fun. Okay, I'll say that. It was super fun. Um, Adam, it sounds like you really like this video. Oh, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, it, it is hard to kind of break down uh, any further than what you did. <laughs> There's also some fast food in there. There is, and, 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 and if I know my fast food, that looks like a Big Mac. Can anyone, <laughs> does anyone second that? I think that is a Big Mac. Okay. Yeah, it looks like they fed a dog a Big Mac for this music video, which is not something I agree with. But uh, it's worth it. It's worth it. But was it a person with a dog head? Because that might be possible. Possible. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Feels like a video full of a bunch of things that I've already seen, but it doesn't bother me for some reason. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. They're, they're definitely not like... I mean, it's a, it, you know, it's it's the type of style that I feel like it that it's one that I'm drawn to, but it's definitely not like a brand new style. I think people with dog heads is also not something that's completely unique. Um, hamburgers, who doesn't who? I, I you can't you can throw a rock and hit ten music videos with hamburgers. Um, so no, this is definitely stuff that you you see a lot. But I think it's uh, like the little the little touches in the transitions between the the shots that kind of make it a little the space stuff that's kind of in the middle that makes it a bit different. I mean, there I think it it still feels um, it's it still feels like it's got some unique stuff in there. Uh, yeah. Like it, it, the way it all kind of comes together, but it, it, it it's that's just because you. I think those feelings come from the fact that it's still just fun to watch. Uh, because you know, if you take any of those things individually, none of it's new. Even the fact, even the the person with a dog head who then has a a baby that's a dog with a person head. Uh, all that, none of that feels super fresh. But uh, regardless, 
this is still a, a fun music video. What 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 are our thoughts on the VFX on the dog heads? Is that a are we into that? Uh, I like, I think I liked it. But do we do we think it was like solid solid VFX work? I was I was a little like I was un I was unsure if like if it I mean I don't think like clearly the person whoever it was involved uh, is very talented I'm just kind of, I guess I'm wondering if it was like a a stylistic choice to have the to have it feel the way it felt it definitely yeah. felt like uh, like kind of odd to me I think it was what they were going for mm-hmm. uh, kind of this surreal where the you know the proportions are intentionally off. They could have right. made it look more natural that the person and the, had and the, the dog movements head. are like you know it, it seemed like they didn't make much effort of trying to like if the dog turned its head to like have the person cock its shoulder a little bit to like sell it um, you know sure. I, the the things kind of operate the dog heads and the human bodies are kind of have minds of their own and it feels that way but it's still like I think the effects are sa- like solid enough to where they still feel attached. To each other, but they they feel kind of like I don't know, like they like they said they have minds of their own. It's it's a uh, it's fun, but um, but yeah, that was that was that music video, and I think um, I think we talked about them all. We talked about all the music videos that came out in the last two weeks. There was just six. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's obviously not true. There's lots more music videos that have come out. Lots of them that we liked, um, and you can find them all at imbdb.com. The, the new ones and and the ones that we like, they're right there on that page, ibdb.com. But uh, if you want to know more things about Andrew, like his website address or the music videos he's worked on, you can find those at imbdb.com slash podcast. This is episode number 136. Um and that's where you'll find all these, all of the links and all the information, as well as a list of all of the music videos that we talked about. And um, yeah, we did it. And uh, Andrew, thanks again for being with us. Thank you for having me. Totally. Pleasure. And and, um, and yeah, uh, uh, listeners, we've got one more special podcast, uh, a Christmas Day episode. We normally release these on Friday, but. But next week, Christmas is going to be on Thursday, and we're giving you a podcast. It's our Christmas gift to you. Um, so look look out for that uh, on Christmas Day. If you, if you don't celebrate Christmas, um, then it's just going to be a Thursday, in which case, even better, it'll be the fir- first Thursday without a serial podcast. So fill your void with the IMBDB Christmas special, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>